Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV on Alivations Friday. Lucy Goosey edition of the program. Great to be with you. I'm Jeff. That's Tom Frick Matthew in-house as well. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. Come on in, everybody. Let's get our weekend started. All right. One that will usher in more light for longer periods of time. What a glorious thing. Football team in pads today. Legacy weekend. As Florida State welcomes back some all-timers. Uh, sure, it'll be fun to see those guys. I'm talking about Jameis Winston, Derwin James, Jalen Ramsey, Cam Akers, Jermaine Johnson. Others will be here. Uh, and should be good. It's a it's a it's a big recruiting weekend as well. You got the baseball series with Pitt. You've got pads today for spring football before they take a respite like everybody else will. We'll do a show Monday uh, and react to what happens uh, with all of this. We'll also, I think, have some little headlines on Tuesday, then off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's the way that's going to work for spring break week. I hope if you guys are gearing up and head out of town listening to us, you drive safe, have a good time with whatever it is you're doing. Also should be noted, if you want to make plans for Friday, April the 14th. Boom. Four teams remain. You have four open slots to work with. Once they're gone, they're gone. So make your plans. Yeah, so uh, teams of four, 625. Tom will post it. It's been posted before. You can find the link and get your team in there and and be ready to roll. It's uh, exciting times. Uh, Good on you, Troy. I'm glad you're going back home today. I'm glad you made it through your hospital stay, and thanks for listening to us as always. I hope you're feeling well. Enjoy your weekend. Jason's listening from Germany. Hey, Jason. Hope things are well in Germany. Guten Tag. And uh, you're having a good time. Thanks for listening to us. It is a libation surprise uh, Friday, I should say. Um, Do I want to know what a libation surprise is? Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, I'd be like, surprise me. Whatever. I think that's that's one of the ways that he called Bombay and Tonic. All nice. right, guess we're doing it. Uh, really quickly, uh, the show's weird today. Uh, because we're live this hour for us here in studio, and then next hour we already did. We did that hour an hour ago. <laughs> like quite literally, we did an hour before we're doing this live hour an hour ago, and it's because uh, Tom and the staff here at Warchant have to prepare for other uh, responsibilities for the site and all that from the uh, for, for the football practice upcoming. So we're gonna get over there, and and we have to make our way over there and get set up and all that good stuff. So that's that's what's going on today. But you got it's content. You're good. Very smart. They are organized. I think it was Briley yesterday who was remarking on the organization of the rollout of Mike Norvell hitting, and that was uh, Warchant TV only for the radio audience. You can go back and find us on Warchant TV with yesterday's program. It was just a straight Q&A for an hour. It was a lot of fun. It was. But the organization of rolling out the announcement of the $1 million donation, he's the 300th member of the Bowden Society, and so forth. Very organized. Here's another example of said organization Their practice today starts an hour earlier, and it wraps up in the 5 p.m. hour so that live practice is not comprised of a bunch of fans in the stands at Dickhauser Stadium wanting to take in FSU and Pitt and all hovering over the edge of every ledge that they can get some space to see what football practice looks like. Nice job, Florida State. Very smart. Well done. No, Noel, Dad, you didn't miss it. The next hour will play next hour. We had to record the second hour early because we're leaving to go over to the stadium to watch football practice. This Bill, hour is live. Next hour is not. Bill is correct. You were looking at now now. 
You when are... will then be now? <laughs> Soon. You're looking Soon. at now now. That is correct. We are live right here. Here it is. I'm doing that now. All of this is happening. Lightning game tomorrow for me. Pirates, Braves, Sunday. Hardy weekend. Should be a lot of fun. The Lightning tomorrow. I'm trying to think of who they have. Blackhawks. They should pace the Blackhawks. They, they should... 23 wins. If, okay. they don't, we, if they don't beat the Blackhawks, uh, we've got a problem. Lay the goal and a half. They're starting to turn the corner. Well, They've been slumping for weeks. Yeah, Saw some good things last night. They, yeah, it's been weird. They've been a tug of war between them and the coach. Weird. Get it together, everybody. Let's go. Play some hockey. It's time. Over at TPC, Sawgrass in progress. Windy, weird day. Could be interesting already. Huge news. John Rom has withdrawn. John Rom called it a day and said, peace, I'm out. I do not want to be on the course as I uh, have explosive diarrhea. He didn't say that, but he did. He has a stomach bug. He can't be on the course. What? Yeah. Oh, man. That's the weirdest thing for golfers. Like, I mean, that that's an awful deal. Oh, it would have been awesome if he had Depends on underneath it. You could see it underneath <laughs> the pants. I'm, I'm playing for keeps. I'm going to win this tournament. I will make the cut. Uh, yeah, whatever has to happen has to happen. No, I mean, that's the hard part when you're, you're a golfer, right? You know, you got stomach problems. Uh, it's a toughie on, you know, middle of the fairway, number three. Ooh, boy. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't have that. Can't have it. He's got a six-footer after, a, you know, 50-footer. It's not a great lag. I'll finish. I'll finish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Rom is going to continue here. He is sprinting. Oh. Yeah. No, it's it's so that's unfortunate. He was one under. I don't know if he had had a great day today. He could have been in the mix over the weekend. It's hard to discount uh, John Rom. I mean, he's been known to get hot and just go nuts on a course, so it could have happened. But we won't know now. He is gone. He is out. Colin Morikawa is your leader still. He's at minus eight on the course now, one under through one. Uh, Ramey getting ready to tee off. Nobody cares about Ramey. But uh, he's tied with him uh, as is um, – yeah, that's it. That's it. That's your leaderboard. I'll touch on that later. I'll tell you what. This is where the PGA is going to be successful, and I'll leave it there, when they do these uh, designated events, like the new setup for next year. Yeah. I'm going to care about Ramey, and I might care more about Ramey than I do some of the studs, because when you're playing for extra status yes. and there's this desperation, mm. you know, this there's the desperation field events and then there's the made men field events. That's kind of the way it's going to shake out in the PGA Tour. You're going to fall in love with a Ramey or a Kirk from last week at the Honda or two weeks ago, two I should say, ago, at the yeah. Honda. Sure. You're going to fall in love with those guys because you're going to see how much it means to them. They haven't been spoiled yet. Well, and also, uh, you'll you the the fields that aren't elevated are also going to feature, I, I think, uh, a greater level of intensity as well. A because you want to become the made man, but right. B the made men that are at the bottom of the made scale want to stay being made. Got to play in those events to accumulate points. It's yep. not given to you; you have to earn the status. So, yeah. and you can fall out of status. It's, it's a renewal. And so, so, yeah. Some days you walk in and they kiss the ring. Some other days you're Joe Pesci walking through the garage. Oh no. Yeah, that's the like if you're right there at say 68th. Well, it looks like I'm playing the farmers this weekend, boys. I'm gonna. I mean, there's no like you're gonna have to get some points. There you go, Billy Horschel. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, yeah, boom. Lights out. I always thought that was uh, of all the ways that wasn't so bad. You didn't. You didn't. He had a half second to know he was done. Yep. Oh, we've talked about this. 
You know, the Joe Pesci is gone oh, moments. Well, you know, the beating in the bats in the desert. The casino <laughs> is not the way you want to go. Oh, no. Goodfellas is the way you want to go. The casino one is uncomfortable to watch. Oh, Dominic, Dominic. Oh, and they're beating him with a bat. Oh, he's still breathing. Brutal. He deserved every bit of it. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying it's brutal. Yeah, that's not the way. I would have done something. I would have charged a guy just so you had to shoot me. Something. I mean, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. I'm not getting beaten to death with a bat. In a grave, grave I had to dig. No, <laughs> no bueno. That's not what we do here. Shoot me. Yeah, walking straight through and just going, oh, no. And bam. That's the end of that. Uh, all right. So what do you want to see today? What are you excited to see today? Trench I, Well, what I'm wondering about. Style. Yeah, me too. I, what, what, the reason I asked the question, Tom, sorry. I, the, I, I wonder how hard they're going to go at it. It's right before they go to break. Right before they're going to take a week off. And I'm just kind of curious how intense this will be. They may get after it because they got plenty of time to recover it, or they may ease them into it. And uh, it's first day of pads. You know, I don't know that they're going to go to war here. Well, what, what I think is going to happen, there was some 11 on 11 um, late in Wednesday's proceedings. I don't know about Monday. Was there uh, some 11-on-11 11 11 towards the end? Yeah, in, a little bit. Not, not much, no. Just um... But they, they spend an awful lot of time in previous camps where the offensive line meets with the defensive line, and they do a ton of drills. It could be running game drills. It could be combo blocking, the individualized stuff, and then, of course, the 11-on-11. 11 11. Well, they stayed away from that on Wednesday. So I think even if they ease them into the process, you're going to see one side of the ball against the other side of the ball a hell of a lot more often. This afternoon. So, I mean, that's it. That's one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. I, I think agree with that. as we settled in on the other side of, of the break, and we have a Tuesday, Thursday coming on the other side of, of spring break, maybe I'll start to meander over to see receivers versus defensive backs. Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's all trench it's warfare, all man. All trench. It's, it's beautiful to watch. Z Chan, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks for participating and being part of what we do. Holy and thanks for Jesus. caring about the uh, process there. It's awfully nice of you. Happy Libations Friday, right, Z Chan? Enjoy practice today. Can't wait to see the content. Um, yeah, I, weather weather has to hold up. We've got to get, to, yeah, we're going to be all right with weather, too. That is for the weekend series in baseball, for the practice, all that stuff. They will compress it, move it into the IPF. I tend to like those days. I know you can't stand the Hate IPF. It. Hate it. But you get to get up on the sidelines, and you can see and hear and feel better the can. instruction, the feedback. Can't breathe, but the, other than that, yeah. The crosstalk between the two. There are high ceilings in the IPF. Man, it gets all nasty as hell. It's just all warm and swampy. I hate it. I need to be out free. Let the wind blow through my my hair. <laughs> say through your what? <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't stand it. Everybody's on top of each other. You know, yes, you're right on top of the action. There's no doubt. You're right. You get to see it up close and personal, which is awesome. But it gets stuffy quick in that IPF. Well, the good news is most of the media likes to be over by the skill positions. So if you go to the trenches, yeah. there'll be more people there this year. But it's still the the lesser. It's like the quiet pool at the resort versus the resort pool. And I'm okay with that. Y'all go over there and you go, ooh and ah, high Keem Williams. I'm going to take a look at Jeremiah Byers. I'm going to look at Daryl Jackson. Top two guys I'd want to watch. Top two guys I want to watch. You just said it. Uh, th- those two guys, Daryl Jackson intrigues me. I knew what he was. You know, he was a guy that we were excited about. He was a guy that when they got him, we thought, man, all right. Uh, but he's even more impressive 
in person than I thought he'd be. I mean, I, we, we saw him on the field last year. We, we saw him play college football. You know he's a good player. When I stood next to him the other day and thought, that guy, that's it, it, a better-looking defensive lineman than anybody we have. He's the best-looking defensive just, lineman yeah, we have. Just by the look of Oh, him. man. Yep, yep. Yeah, and now we'll see with the pads coming on and all that. It's just nuts. It's crazy to watch. But you see some guys that they have that they're cultivating that could be in that ilk in a year or two. I'll continue to say that Daniel Lyons looks like he is going to project to be that kind of a body type. To have Dennis Briggs as a Swiss Army knife for that defensive Gonna line. Going to have a good year. I'm telling people right now, Dennis Briggs is going to have a good year. We're finally going to get the good Dennis Briggs who got robbed for a year and a half because of the cheap shot at Louisville. I feel like he is going to be your interior guy on third and passing. I think so. He makes some guards miss, that kind of a thing. He's moving again, man. He's starting to move again. Yeah, even though he's flipped a defensive tackle, they haven't fattened him to the point where he's just going to be you know, a gap-plugging player. He still very much looks like he could do either or, set the edge if they want him to. I think D-tackle is just a name for the position. I would just I would list him as a DL, defensive lineman, and move on because he's going to be used in a lot of different situations. Bob Wright, shout out to Register Sausage, Metro Deli, and others sponsoring JCS and Warchant Golf Tournament. Haven't uh, had registers yet. Going to hit up Metro Deli. How about some sausages and breakfast burritos? That sounds delicious. Woo! Appreciate you, Bob. You can't, uh, you can never really go wrong with a breakfast burrito. Yeah, if, it, if it's custom. Yeah. 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 I like a good breakfast burrito. He's got me thinking about breakfast burritos. Bob's supporting the golf tournament. He's going to be on the singles team. That'll be fun. Eric, Bob, get to know each other in the chat. There you go. Get to know each other. Yep. They're going to be playing, playing together. Golf. Yep. That should be fun. Um, is that singles team three. filled out yet? Three, three of the four. Three we had an four. inquiry for the fourth, but uh, a conflict. So there is one spot left on the singles team. Tom at warchant.com, and we'll get you set. The tournament is, again, the Friday before the spring football game, which is played on Saturday. If you're coming into town, you've got a little time left if that's the idea that you want to get involved and uh, you know, be, be part of what we do for charity for the second harvest. You can get your team in. Um, there is, I guess, would you say four left? Four remain. I can't believe how quickly that's happened. Man. That's that's impressive. Four remain. That's it. Also, some awesome stuff we will announce on the other side of spring break, or maybe on Monday, just about little bells and whistles that have been added to the tournament. Pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. And I also, we have, guys, this thing keeps getting better and better is what I'm trying to say. i I, I got to be careful about what I say and what we reveal. War Chant, we're in the works doing a lot of different things. And... You know, we're like you guys. We are as just as pumped about what's to come for Florida State, and we want to make sure that we do as good a job of covering it as possible and uh, provide a lot of entertaining content and interesting content. And so we've got a couple of things in the works that pretty soon we'll be able to talk to you about. I I'm going to be part of something that I'm really excited about, and uh, I think we'll announce that maybe next week or, or maybe the week after spring break. We're not real sure yet, but that is something that we're going to have a lot of fun doing. And I think I have a suspicion – as the summer rolls along, as we get into summer, we'll be able to reveal a bunch of different things. So everybody's eager for this season, buddy. Hey, man, we're sitting in on a lot of meetings, and they're all exciting. Yeah, they're good meetings. They're good meetings, whether they're with potential sponsors and people who want to be a part of what we do. They're excited about the product, uh, not just what we do, but what Florida State's doing, obviously, and we cover that. Uh, and then there's also uh, the product itself that we're pumped to cover because Florida State looks like, uh, that you can almost say unequivocally they're going to be really good. The question is, how good is really good? Is it is it top four going to a college football playoff good? Is it just conference champions good? Hey, listen, 
It's been a minute. Being a conference champion wouldn't suck. It'd be nice to win this sorry-ass league one more time before we leave. There's some symmetry to all of it, too. You know, if we could run it down and do something in the playoff this year, think about it. We were in the first BCS national title game. Would have won that game had we had our quarterback. We were in the final BCS national championship game. We did win that we one. We did win that one. Went on a 31-3 to three runs, 30, yeah, something like that. Run for the ages, yes. Yes, it was. We were in the first college football playoff. Did not go very well. Did not go very well. Even though there were holes to run through the size of this here studio. Gaping holes. Indeed. We could be in the final college football playoff as a four-team event. We open the doors, we close the doors. Let's do it again one more time this year with this proceeding. And then close the door to this sorry-ass conference. There you go. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to the jeff cameron show sponsored by legendary home loans a mortgage experience designed around speed simplicity and customer service before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Of always playing this on Friday, Tom. It's a, it's a good Friday song. Must be in your Friday soul. It's a, it's a great album, too, but I just that is a Friday song. Like, yeah, let's go. It just feels like something you would listen to as there was a montage of full pads practice going on, and it sounds pleasant, and it is for those who watch it, but those who are going through the full pad oh, yeah, practice, yeah. they don't hear that music. No. They hear the music of suffering. That music is me uh, at an outdoor venue uh, with an ice cold beer in my hand on a Friday going, yes, yes, here we go. Let the weekend begin. I'm with people I love. Music is good. Weather is perfect. So you, is tasty. you are changing venues. You're going, uh, you're traveling down to the 727 mm. and also the 813. Both. All right. Tomorrow night, it's a lightning game. Sunday, you've got spring training. Yeah, spring training. I bought... So, listen, by the way, spring training's gotten out of hand. But when I go, I want, you know, I want to be up close. And per- I'm bringing my kids, but my wife loves baseball. She's going to. She's going to both these things as well. Um, these are her two favorite sports. She loves hockey and baseball. And so she watches baseball with me all year long, loves baseball. So I can't – I got to do the right thing when I get these tickets for, for baseball, both by me and the family. So – I, this before spring training even started, I'm like, okay, let me let me see what games are available. How's it work with my schedule? And I go and I look and I go, oh man, Pirates Braves would be good. Pirates actually play, I think, the Yankees tomorrow, and I was gonna maybe go to that. But anyhow, so I'm going through all of it, and uh, 
So I clicked on the Yankees one for Saturday, but then I forgot. There's a gazillion Yankee fans, and they all want to see Aaron Judge. So it drives the price. Let's go, Yankees. The worst. I'm like, okay. Outside the parking lot of a spring training game. Yeah, and and that game would be at McKechnie. I'd be down in Bradenton. I'd be able to see where the Pirates play, and yet mm-hmm. it'd be overrun by New Yorkers, Yankees fans. And I just I couldn't do it. And I knew what, the, what it would be, too. It would be that, but it would also be that they all just want to see Aaron Judge. Who's larger than life? I mean, I get it. And unbelievable player. But I thought, okay, I'm going to click on this link. I have a feeling that these particular tickets are going to be five times what any other spring training ticket is. And I was right. I was right. To sit even in a decent seat, third baseline, something like that, you're talking hundreds of dollars per ticket. Hundreds? Like, hundreds. Per, 200, 250. I'm like, for a spring training game? No, man. I'm not spending a grand on my family to see the spring training game. That's going to be overrun with people yelling, let's go Yankees. I'm not doing it. So then I thought, okay, well, Yankee, Pirates, Braves. And it was considerably cheaper, but not cheap. And this is where, and you've accused me of this, and it's not a bad thing to be accused of. I spoil my kids. I do. I buy them very expensive things. Not in a way, like, they're tough. I, I make them earn stuff. But if we get a chance to go somewhere or I'm buying a present of a sort, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it right. Well, yes, and that's a good thing for a father to do. However, you know, given the treatment they're going to receive tomorrow night, you could have given him some outfield tickets on Sunday. Would have been all right. I could have, but then I have to sit in the outfield. There it is. <laughs> and now we find the root cause of the issue. No. It's, so I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I would, One of the great things about the venue of a spring training game, especially one of these older places like down in Bradenton, you're so close to the action. You're right on top of – so I, I bought we're, – we're behind home plate. If you watch tomorrow, you know, Sunday, you'll see us behind home plate. It's, All right. I mean, we're right behind. And it's going it to be awesome. 12.05 first pitch? What, uh, what are we I got to double check. I think so, yeah. It's gonna so be- you can get home for the Sunday of the players. This is what I was going to lead up to asking. I will be home for Sunday of the players. All right. I'll be able to see. You're going to find uh, – you're going to get to hat tricks early tomorrow to make sure you can watch the, the am, third I, round? I am going to get to hat tricks tomorrow. Great wings. I know. I've been there. Yeah. Many times. For the people, <laughs> all the people, go down to Tampa. Yeah. Hattricks is great. If you want to get it's to Hattricks. It's a cool venue. Got to get there early. About three hours before the game to ensure you get a seat. Yeah. And their wings are fantastic. It's a busy day tomorrow. I'm going to see my grandmother. She's 96 years old. I'm going to take her out to eat as well. A lot, a lot of stuff. Going to go, your spot in going Treasure to, Island? Yeah, yeah we going to my spot. Yeah, it's going to be good. And then uh, she, specifically on, I'm not going to. Uh, no, you got yeah. very uncomfortable. I'm just saying, yeah, it's, it's good. It's going to be great. And then, uh, and then from there, make my way up to Tampa, and then, uh, you know, yes, head to hat tricks, and then uh, go go to the game. You staying in Tampa tomorrow night? No, driving back. Okay, not to tally, but to my parents' house. So you know, it's Christy driving tomorrow. No, you guys flipping for it. I don't, I don't get loose at things where the kids are involved. All right, so uh, you don't have to worry about me there. Think about this: I drove back after the uh, Cheez It Bowl. Yeah, you did. I drove back that night with the kids after we went to the Cheez-It Bowl, and I went as a fan after I did the pregame, did all the stuff with you, and then I just went as a fan, and we went, cheered it on, great game, and then I drove back in the dead of night. But I didn't regret it, because once you get home, that's 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 the way to do it. You're like, okay, it may be 3 o'clock in the morning, but I'm waking up in my bed. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is always a moment of doubt with an hour and 45 minutes to go as you begin your venture on I-10. Mm-hmm. And there's thinking, man, did I really want to do this? I-10, there's a road that'll put you to sleep. I-10 is it. It's the worst drive. It's the worst drive. But you're right, Ryan. I'm glad that you did it as well. Makes me feel better. What? 
Ryan spent nearly $500 on softball tickets? Well, at OU, it's a big deal. Are they are uh, they in left field? They're probably behind home plate. Are are the seats on the field between the shortstop and the left fielder? I don't know. I don't know the venue at Norman, but my man is he's he spent some good money. What? <laughs> oh, P. Simpson, that's good. The outfield is for AM radio host Tom. Poor people. <laughs> We're not doing that. We're sitting behind home plate. It's going to be a good time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'll get to see the end of the players, and I'll get to – I'm I'm regretting that I'm missing the weekend. Maybe that's why we said the FM dial, P. Simpson, way back when. Mm-hmm. Listening from Oklahoma near Jeff's kinfolk, if you're near where my family uh, owned a farm for a very, very long time, and some family is still – there, uh, that means you're near Okima, and that means you're in the middle of nowhere. If you're in Okima, Oklahoma, Lewis, run, go somewhere else. Uh, now the farm was awesome, and I have great childhood memories. Uh, that side of my family, I love that part of Oklahoma, but I gotta tell you, there's like 60 people in Okima, there is nothing. Well, then what's he running from? He's not running from boredom. anybody, boredom. He's, Apparently, they have internet there, uh, he's running from boredom. It's a ghost town, I tell you. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Somebody else mentioned they spent $450 on a three-day minimum in Tallahassee in 2011, but it was worth it. Yeah, fair enough. You'll go. Hey, what's the most you've ever spent? This is a good subject. We're Ooh. all sports fans. What is, what's the most you've ever spent on a ticket for a sports item? For one or, sports or just, item, just a sports anything, yeah. What would you? What are you willing to spend? Ooh, well, a Ryder Cup wasn't cheap. Uh, um, right, I knew you went to the Ryder Cup because we we got the whole week pass and see that's we the didn't thing. unload the whole week pass, and that was a pretty penny. That was well into the four figures. Yeah, but it was. I have wanted to do that since I was half the size of Clark. You know, well, half the age of Clark. I'm seeing it right now. Folks are saying, look. uh, you know, going out to the national championship in, uh, you know, you, 2013, you got to fly to Los Angeles. You've got to have a place to stay. You've got to buy those tickets. You've got to, I mean, you're going to be there for yeah. five days, four days. You're, I mean, that, that oh, that's doing some things. If you're talking about the total package of everything you spent, the Ryder Cup is blush worthy. If, I, if yeah. I'd said the yeah. number, you'd be like, really? Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. Say, that's one of those yes. once-in-a-lifetime things. Because the hotel... Although there's a long story there, but uh, the gift shop, dear God, when I got to the register, the guy said, you want to guess, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. The guy knows where he is. He said, you want to guess? Do you want to guess? And I did. And I was about $200 light. When I go, so for example, and this, this is the thing you gotta, you have to tell yourself, all right, look, I like paying for experiences. So those are things you're going to remember. A shirt, maybe not so much, but an experience. And you had an experience of a lifetime oh. at the Ryder Cup with people you love. That that'll you'll remember that when you're 85. You know, you, that will always be on your mind. You know, like when I we went skiing last year, not cheap. That, that's a, that's a whoo, that one will hurt your feelings a little bit. And and when you're actually pulling the trigger, the second you're like, okay, I got the whole package. So we ski lift, we got our passes. We have how many days our rentals? We're here on the mountain. We're doing. 
and then you ah, you hit the button. Ooh, you can yeah, feel right, it. Yeah. There's a charge that goes through your hand. It's better be worth it. You're like, God, dog it. Yeah. Uh, but then, you you know, you end up doing it, and you're like, this is a great experience. They'll never forget it. Yeah. You know, all of that. Oh. Well, I my dumbass, this is, I cannot help myself. Everybody on here knows I'm a Pirates fan. There aren't too many of us, first of all, because we're terrible. But also because when I go down to Bradenton, that's my one chance. Now, I usually make it to Pittsburgh once every other year, go see a series up in, at PNC. The park is so beautiful. You got to go. But if I get to, they have the gift shop, and it's all Pirates. It's the only place I can get my Pirates gear, and it's all baseball-related. You know, And they'll have the throwback 79 gear. They got it all. They must see me coming every spring break. Like, there he is. That's that sucker. Because he's going to get his kids a shirt. He's going to get himself a couple because he's got to stock up for this upcoming season. Usually by the time I get down to, to the spring training, it's been a year, and the, whatever Pirates cap I was wearing is worn to a frazzle. So then I got, I, I got to go get another Pirates cap. I walk out of that damn shop, 800 in the hole on Pirates gear, like an a-hole. And this is what makes me want Robert Nutting to die. Because the owner of the Pirates doesn't care about people like me, and yet I'm dumb enough to continue to give his franchise money. I can tell you, your sons are getting to the age now where they will be making field trips to different cities. Well, in the one of them's doing it this week. In uh, 2005, as a high school senior, I was in Manhattan, went mm. to Columbia, where there was a, just a collective of all high schools around the country that come for a journalism conference. And uh, we had, I think it was a four night stay in Midtown taken care of but then it was there are a lot of restaurants we're, we're going to do the experience we're going to go to the different neighborhoods and eat different things so please parents if you can outfit your kid with some money so that we can go and experience these things and i would order like a salad and water for each and every one of those meals because i went to the Mets shop in midtown manhattan <laughs> where they had all the stuff the internet and delivery wasn't the way it is now i didn't have that kind of money in in my pocket Except my parents gave it to me. I came home with seven or eight awesome things. And my folks said, really? Where did you find the money to yeah, get that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they finally coaxed it out of me. I wasn't, I was, I wasn't smooth. I was like the pink Cadillac. Mm. I started wearing all the stuff right away. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how you get whacked. One hat's enough, but three hats, yeah. two jerseys, jerseys. a jacket. <laughs> They're like, what did you do? I said, I ate salads several days because I wanted to spend the money on the stuff. You know, at least you didn't get robbed like I did in the Port Authority when I was 16 years old at Knife Point. That was fun. Robbed of all my cash because I'm a dumbass holding all of my cash in my wallet and looking at all the tall buildings, Tom, going, Mark, Mark, Mark. Didn't take long. The radar was fierce. Uh, That was the 80s. In the 80s, New York City was not a nice place to be meandering about. But You know what? A few decades later, if you were robbed at the same situation, you're dead. At least, yeah. At least it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were in the right time to be still here entertaining the masses. And they had a sense of humor. They gave me back my wallet with a dollar in it. Oh, really? Yeah. I took everything but the dollar. Did he say something cute like, oh, he no, said, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take all of your money. Wouldn't take your last dollar. Is what he said. And the thing was, that there was a guy behind me that had the knife to my back, and the guy oh. in front of me was the one doing the grabbing the wallet. So I couldn't move. And I was a kid. I was a kid, so what was I going to do? I was like, I was scared, scared, scared. I'd be scared now, I suppose, but I was 16. Wearing a mask? Or was he, uh, no, broad daylight. People sh- walking by watching me get robbed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I 
I've been back to New York countless times since then, and it's always been a wonderful experience. I learned a very valuable lesson. Don't look at all the tall buildings while you're just meandering about with your wallet full of Walk cash. Walk with pace and Walk with and pace a like, you, like you belong there and just keep moving. You're yes. in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a classic moment. It was um, What a dumbass I was. Yeah, I was, do, I was doing this. Look at that. <laughs> it just screams, somebody robbed this kid. I'll do it if you guys aren't. Somebody robbed this kid. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk, Radio War Chat TV on a libations Friday. That was a fun conversation. It's always, you end up looking back and going, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. I don't know. Uh, Ryan was saying he was close to uh, pulling the trigger on San Francisco Giants season tickets, $8,000. I love baseball, but you better be going to every last one of those 81 home games. That's, uh, that's a lot. I've been to that stadium, been to a game, been on the field. Pick 10 good ones, spend a quarter of that amount, and be happy. Well, that's what uh, Corey did this year for the Braves, I think. And he was nice enough to tell me that, hey, I got that home series against the Pirates for you if you want them. He did the same for uh, the Mets and the Twins for Jamie and I. I think we're going to go up for the Twins game. It'd be really good. Uh, we were asked about the emotion. Do you count the emotional toll? This poor person had uh, had the Experience of going to the 28-3 to blown lead in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's a toughie. Ouch. That's a toughie. I felt your pain somewhat only for an instant when Jalen Ramsey got run over in 2013. I felt that pain. But then it went away because we went down the field and scored and answered and won the national championship. Bring it up all the time. If he makes the tackle, we lose the game. Probably so. It's really important that he got trucked. Yeah. And he did. I mean, trucked. Unholy. They were tired, and that was tough. And I, listen, and it's still great that it happened because when you go back and watch it and you look at the game time and you look at the score, you realize if he brings him down there, tick, 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 we're in trouble. This, they're going to give up the score because they're beat. They're just tired. And now we got to wait, what, another minute? Yeah, you're going to have no time when you get the ball back. He needed to get trucked there. It's crazy the things that have to happen. The tipped pass, you know, on the final drive. we The play calling was exceptional. I remember uh, War chanted a story. Corey did a story with Jimbo documenting that drive, what he was thinking, what they were calling, and why on that final drive. But listen, how cl- close is that to becoming completely undone that ball is tipped another – if it hangs in the air another half second, that's picked. And all of the best laid plans. Yeah, uh, how about if – so I agree with you 100% on if Jalen makes the tackle or he gets trucked and Trey Mason just falls afterwards, we probably lose. Yeah. What if the halfback screen pass is a touchdown? Do we do we still lose? Because that's the what Freeman – What was the time on the clock on the Freeman play? I'll look it up, but significant. Like significant. 44 seconds, maybe? Uh, fair, yeah, probably so. So it probably would have been 40 seconds. Yeah, well, we were exhausted. It would have been tough. I don't know. I don't it, know. We would have had to stop him in that first series because that's what we had done on the drive in which Jalen got trucked. 
was that we forced a third down with two amazing plays, one by Christian Jones, one by MEJ. Mm-hmm. And then it was the throw against his body into the sliding receiver, ever, yeah. and it's a football-sized window. Mm-hmm. Then we they get past midfield, and LaMarcus makes a beautiful play on first down. He's kind of in the wrong place, but it's he just extends his arm and makes a tackle on a zone read. And that's the play before Mason scored. So I, I think you have to get off the field early, or else they're going to be at the plus 40-yard line with a shot with 20-some-odd seconds to I go. wonder if for as long as I live, will there be a play that affected me emotionally more than the kickoff return? The kickoff return where we had climbed the mountain and taken the lead. Now, you can't know what's going to happen subsequently and all that, but because we were so despondent for the whole game that this was happening, that this team, this team, this team was way too good. There's no, if they had lost that game, I would have never forgiven Jimbo. I, I, I mean, it would have been, I would have been unprofessional. Like, well, whatever. Yeah, if it comes out Somehow that- you lost the most to, to one of the sorriest teams to ever make it to the national championship game, and with one of the best teams to ever be assembled, you lost that game. Yeah, and it would have come out that they knew the place. Right. Well, it did anyhow. But, I mean, in a, in a loss, though. Consider what that yeah, would have no, done. No, I know. He might have gone to Texas. I, I get mad about it anyhow. Thinking about it. I get mad he that we had just, to endure that entire... He might have said, peace. Two and a half quarters. What are you doing out here, man? That was brutal. Yeah, I got to tell you one that's in the running. You you would understand it because we share the the team. But when uh, Stamco scored in the playoffs, mm. in, the, in the cup finals, mm-hmm. he had one shift. It's yeah. his first crack he at scores, it. He scores. He's flying. And he, we hey, knew he at the time. Yeah, he was hurt already. Still. We knew at the time what he was playing through off the record. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it was, you know, a torn groin. It was just the, oh, the core muscle torn to bits. Brutal. And then he comes out on the ice and he scores. And then he's not available for the rest of the time because he hurt himself. Hurt on the himself play. on the play. I mean, wow. That's pretty incredible. That's pretty cool. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah, but I, I don't know that I've seen a play from one of my teams, in the next case, the, the kick return, that he almost took my breath away. when he yeah. when, Well, because you can see it. You can see he's going to hit the hole, and you know ain't nobody catching him. I don't care what kind of angle. Uh-huh. And so when he hits that when he hits that cut, and you're sitting there watching it, and we, you know, where we, you and I were next to each other, and I remember kind of going, <gasps> Yeah, it takes your breath away. I I couldn't do anything. I I, I was just scanning the field, <laughs> checking for hankies because you know kick return usually there's laundry, especially if it's a long one. Didn't see any, and you just realize the monumental nature. You're watching him, and his arms are pinned back by Carlos, and he's just talking. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. band's there. All I get muster is wow. Like there's nothing. There wasn't a cheer that I I couldn't have summoned a yell of support. It was just wow. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, there haven't been too many moments where uh, I was. <laughs> so that, remember this most recent little, very small window that lasted three years where the Pirates won 90 plus, 95 plus games in the <laughs> in 98 wins in one season. Because I have been a diehard fan of that organization since 70. Well, since I can remember 77, 76. So I, I, when I was six, seven years old, started watching the Pirates. Of course, they won the World Series. When I was eight years old, I remember it. And then they did a whole lot of nothing until they were really, 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 really great in the early 90s and lost in game sevens to the Braves and once to the Reds, (laughs) all in dramatic fashion. Punches to the cojones, the Sid Bream play, the whole deal. And now you fast forward all the way again where they've been really bad forever 
And then, you know, McCutcheon wins the MVP and the team is loaded. And, you know, here's our chance. There were a couple games that season. Uh, one of them was a McCutcheon walk-off with two outs and two strikes. That was a really pivotal game. And it was against the Cardinals, who I hate. And I had conceded a loss, and I was sitting in my living room. And when he hit it, I mean, you knew it. And I was – I. It was one of those. Baseball does this to you. It does. Baseball yeah. does this to you. Because it gives you time. Well, you got a lot of time. You got a lot of time. And I'm sitting. I'm, it's late at night. Yeah. Whole family's asleep. I know I should be in bed, but it's been a great game. I'm watching. I'm like, damn, we're gonna lose this game. And then he connects, and I love Kutch. And he hits that, and and I went. Oh, and I'm never sitting up on my couch. Holy, he did. And then I'm watching that celebration. Got the got the. Yeah. Yeah. Got the the, the, the heebie-jeebies. It was great. There was uh, a game in, in 15. Baseball, you're right, does this because it's almost like you can lay a soundtrack underneath it because this crescendo that it builds to, like, you, you feel it, you've got time to consider what's happening. It's good. It's the good and the bad of baseball. It's, yeah, the, do, it's yeah. the lead-off walk in the ninth inning when you have a uh, lead in a game that matters. Yeah, as soon as it happens, you go, hey, we go. Because you've got time to consider that you're going to lose this game. And, and most of the time, actually, you don't. Most of the time, you don't. But it feels like every time you do, well, there's a leadoff walk. You can't walk the leadoff hitter in the ninth of a one-run game. <laughs> Cannot do it. Should be against the law. So I was out with a bunch of the interns at the CP, and it was Mets, Nats. They were, they were just going. They weren't losing. From about July 1st on, they didn't lose ballgames. They're losing 7-1 to in this particular game. It's on the corner television by the door to the deck. I'll never forget where it was in the place. So they're like, oh, that's a tough break, but you guys have been red hot. No big deal. I'm still, I got an eye on it. I'm sitting in the right spot. They're all facing away from me. Seven to three. Oh, and I see that. I hate it. I hate it. Take, you, as you're watching five. it happen, you're like, really? I don't want to let them know. The moment I let them know, it's going to stop. I, this is the superstition that's kicking in. <laughs> and then they turn and they go, oh my God, Cespedes is up. I'm like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then he hits one deep left. The call is actually pretty funny because Keith Hernandez laughs as it's in the air. To drive to D- and Keith goes, whoa, oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's just the, these are the little things you'll never forget. It's the the choke and doke. I was Everybody in the stands. Remembers. Well, I was in the stands with my dad for the choke and doke. And that uh, and I was this close to leaving. This close to leaving. I was crying in the driveway. I left. I, I walked, I was, you know, six, five, six years old. And my family came out and got me and said, We're tying. And I thought they were lying to me. I'm like, don't lie to me. Have you ever gone back and watched that game from start to finish? Yes. That is a game you can go and watch over and over and over again. A, because you know they come all the way back. But there are so many magnificent plays made in that game. Like A lot of times when you blow a huge lead, when a team blows a huge lead, there's something that's just inexcusable. You'll see you know, that somebody just coughs it up or does something ridiculous. Florida State had to take it. Now, Hubris played a part of that loss for Florida because Steve Spurrier refused to just turn and hand the ball off three times up the middle on each of the possessions because his ego wouldn't let him win in a way that he didn't want to win. If he stopped throwing the ball, we're not coming back, but he wouldn't. Just one of the drives. Yeah, he just won't do it. And so you're watching this play out in real time going, that arrogant SOB is going to pass his way to a loss. He's going to somehow choke this away because he refuses to admit he's been figured out in this second half. That Mickey's figured it out, and now he can't move the ball via the air the way he wants to. And it, right. Just run the ball, you're Vic- going to win the game. Victory's not enough. He wants to stomp all over. He want, yeah, yeah, he wants to say, yeah. I'm, yeah. So you're watching that play out in real time. You're like, wow, the ego is very powerful. It is very powerful. But guys are making plays. 
all over the field. It's insane. Contortion catches. Oh, the, the dumbest yeah. things ever. I have watched that thing. The interception. Over, yeah. I mean, I'm watching catches. I'm watching throws that Danny Cannell's made. I'm all these moments you're going. And also the moments where you realize that something's going to happen, that the, the, the dream that was just barely alive is now a thing that is inevitable. I think at 31-17, the whole stadium kind of looked at each other like, oh, this, yeah. this is going to happen. We got to stop here. This is going to, yeah, yeah. we got to stop here. This yeah. is going to happen because this dumbass is not going to stop right. throwing the ball. Because now there's too much time. Like somehow it goes from there's not enough time to, oh, they don't, there's too much time. They're screwed. If you kick the ball to us here, you can't possibly hold on to it long enough. We're going to get it back. So you're done. Yeah. Uh, and you throw one more minute on the clock, we're going to win the game. It's not going to be a tie at all. 30 seconds you might have needed. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. spot at the end was a little slow. <laughs> That's Musburger on the call, by the way. And it's the good version of Musburger. It's before he got tired. It's the Musburger that we know and love who's probably gambling on the game, who makes not-so-subtle references to gambling <laughs> on the game yeah. during the game. Yeah. I miss that Musburger. He ran out of steam on the Kermit to bring it full circle. Oh, he, could, yeah, he was he, done. He had nothing left. Well, Sorry, he had one call left. It was past his bedtime. For Trey Mason. He had a call for Trey. <laughs> he had a call for Trey, but not the game-winning touchdown. It's true. You know who. Yeah, he, he was done. He was just <laughs> Thanks, like, what is, what is that? What is that? All right, listen, so this second hour coming up is fresh. It is from today. It happened just a little over an hour ago before we came on here, but we had to record that because practice starts early today and everybody's racing on over to the practice fields uh, to cover the first day in pads. So stay tuned. Got another hour. I'm wearing the same thing. All good. Be good, everybody.